0: Again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Albarigo, schoolownertalk.com. Good morning, Allie. Nice to be with you, sir.
1: Nice to be with you, too, Dwayne. I'm excited to talk to you. I know we've got, you know, we had a few weeks of really great, unbelievable topics.
0: Yeah, and and I think the the, the whole daily grind uh, concept and idea has resonated with individuals. And um, I know it it always has for me, listening to other school owners, you know, in the past, you, uh, you know, when I was going through the uh, the ranks on how to run a school if you will for lack of a better term uh, you know really helped me to understand and i wish honestly i wish that there was more of those things when i was you know developing my school the way i wanted it to be you know i wish i wish i would have been able to have access to more of those conversations like this so um anyways what uh, what do you have in store for us today with the with the daily grind well, you know, I wanted to
1: just get, you know, we over the last few calls we talked about some issues, some perspectives, you know, talking about, you know, situations with different parents or students, and it's all about perception, right? And you know, we always say and I learned this, uh, you know, from someone that perception is reality, right? Like what your perception is is your reality. However, um, you know, let let's actually talk about gr- the grind. What is the grind all about? Like what is it every day? that you know what is it you go through Dwayne like let, let's let's just let me interview you for a second here tell tell the listeners kind of about you know like your day-to-day like and, and let's let's first take it from this let me ask you like what was your day like you know 10 years ago um you know when you were you were you specifically were like probably like and i don't know if it's 10 years or 15 or whatever it was but when you were the guy that literally did mm-hmm. it all so what was your day like for those school owners out there And then how did you, you know, develop past that or grow past that and then become who you are now? And what's your day like now? So let's start with, you know, when you first started, what was your day like? What did it consist of? And what were your frustrations and so on?
0: (laughs) Well, first of all, it was long. (laughs) Uh, Fortunately, I was, when I first started, I was younger and uh, I was single and I didn't have a family. So I didn't have right. any uh, risks or anything with, with regards to if I didn't make it happen, that I wouldn't, uh, you know, that I, I, I'd i be messing my family up or anything like that. So that's something that I want to be transparent with the listeners is, you know, I never had to go through that and put any of my family at risk with regards to starting a business. Now, all that being said, um, you know, it, it started off where, I, of course, I was teaching every single class, and and you remember this, I'm sure, but... Uh, You know, and the listeners are even in it right now where I – Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I had a 6 a.m. kickboxing class. And then uh, Friday and Saturday, I had a – I think it was 8 or 8.30 karate class. And then Monday, Wednesday, and Friday still, I had like a 9.15 kickboxing class. And then, uh, you know, there was no other classes that I had until like 4 o'clock at night and from 4 to 8.30, you know, Monday through Friday – Uh, was busy. And then, of course, I had Saturday classes, you know, at least from 8 in the morning till 12 o'clock in the afternoon, if not 2, depending on the weekend. So just like everybody else, I was out there on the floor teaching everything. Um, I think, you know, the thing that allowed me to get out of some of that grind was to find somebody or people – at least I had – what I did was I had two different people working the, uh, the front desk in a uh, quote-unquote, if you will, program director position, although I really didn't have a program director position. It was more like, hey, answer the phone call, and if somebody comes in, greet them and get their information and set them up for a class, you know, and, and get their information was just like get their information. We didn't ask anything with regards to, you know, why they were there, how they heard about us. I mean, any of that stuff we, I, I didn't even know how to do, didn't even cross my mind. Of course, right. I was too busy, I was too, way too busy to even think about that. Um, so graduating from that to then, and I think this is an important concept for people to understand, is uh, to duplicate myself on the floor. I think mm-hmm. sometimes we as school owners, uh, you know, get a storm team or leadership team or, or hire instructors or whatever to delegate things to, but I, I believe that there's a problem with that. Because yeah. uh, there's a lot of holes that are going. You're going to be disappointed by just delegating the instruction. You need well, to what, duplicate yourself. Go ahead. I'm wait, sorry. I interrupt you though. Before we
1: go, can you hold that thought? And I want you to. Yep. I want to dig a little bit deeper into what you were saying. So, um, so when you first had your school, what you said to me too, things were different, right? And, and quite often they are. Um, if uh, you know, you don't have a family, right? So. Uh, a good friend of mine owns a school and uh you know in Michigan and he's a single guy so you know staying there over the weekend all night long is not so big of a deal unless you have other things to do um, you know, uh, you know, whatever things go on, um, you know, it's different. And then you have a, once you have a family, your perspective changes. Instead of hanging out at, you know, at the dojo, you might want to be hanging out and going out to dinner with your family. So when, about what year, you know, when you were running your school, did your perspective start to change? How many, you know, how many years before you started adding on staff or yep. um, hiring employees and things like that?
0: Well, I, I would say, Within the first two years, I had started to hire um, or barter with parents, and that's where I got my, you know, my night people to work the desk, if you will, uh, right. to, you know, be able to cover those. Um, and then it, I would say after about two years, maybe three years into it, I, I became a little bit more um, business-minded just because of the industry. I went to Conventions, of course. I was reading industry magazines. Natma was the place at that time, um, you know, where you got a bulk of that information from. And right. so le- learning that that, uh, and I'd always wanted to do this full time, but learning that I actually could. And by the way, what I didn't say was when we opened up the school, I was still working a full time job. I had worked right. my uh, full time job, and then I gave up my management position to go back and just be a peon, if you will, right? So that I could. Drop down from forty to thirty two hours yet keep my insurance, and then I finally dropped down from you know thirty two to twenty four and it was like I needed to throw all my eggs in one basket and when I threw all my eggs in one basket and I just did the school that's when it started to explode even uh, even more and so yeah. um, you know and then i I, Same I, I yeah and I still didn't uh, I still wasn't paying any, and I was paying people to work the desk, but I wasn't paying anybody to. Uh, by that time, I mean, but I wasn't paying anybody to teach. Uh, everybody right. was either like a what I called a storm team member, special team, and role models that were on the floor and wanted to teach, be by my side, and 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 learn how to do it. And it wasn't right. until, um, gosh, probably, two thousand and two. Because we opened up in, in uh, 1998, so about 2002, that's when um, yeah, it was it was 2002. I, I, uh, I got married, I bought my partners out. Um, my wife already had two kids, so I immediately had two kids. I bought my first house, and also we had our own child um, that year. Now you talk about daily grind and being hectic. That year yeah. was <laughs> that year was uh, massive. Um, massively hectic.
1: Right, right. So your entire life at that point went from being like a, you know, single guy to, to you know, and, and from, you know, having two jobs to having one and being the caregiver and responsible. And I mean, man, you life like well, defi- well, and being the
0: breadwinner too. Um, right. You know, I don't mean that, I don't mean any offense to my wife about that, but I had to be the breadwinner. And, you know, right. it was so bad. It was so bad that when we, we went to the birthing class, I remember this. I feel so horrible for my wife. I, I, yeah. We went to the birthing class and, and then they went around and they're, you know they're going uh, uh, and my wife knew the the lady that was running it, and, my, and we both knew other par- other parents that were there having babies right are going to have babies right. and the, the question was, what is the best thing about this pregnancy? Well, it came around to me, and I go there ain 't nothing good about this pregnancy right right <laughs> and I, I said that i mean. That was horrible. Like my wife was so embarrassed. I should have been embarrassed, but I was so stressed out at that time that it actually felt good to say it. Um, So I understand the grind. I understand being in the thick of things and, and just running, 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 running and feeling like you are never getting anything done. But that's, you know, again, when I decided that I wanted to make this a business and not just a hobby, that's when I had to start introducing different systems and different things that would actually get things done. So that I could, um, again, not delegate things, but duplicate myself. And, and you know, with the way that I wanted the telephone script to happen, you know, and how right. I wanted it to be answered, that needed to be scripted, never had a script before. It was just, hey, welcome, you know, this is TriStar, how can I help you? Or whatever we said, I have no idea what we said, to be honest with you, because none exactly. of it was scripted, you know, and that's right. where, you know, I went out at, at the time, um, you know, Tommy Lee had the system, for the phones the phone script you know i had tommy, heard about
1: him through go ahead tommy lee the martial artist not tommy lee the drummer of
0: motley Crue. yes right <laughs> correct <laughs> correct correct um although was it was it uh was it Motley Crue whose plane just got hit oh i don't, I don't know. know in the news okay i don't no, know i don't know. like anyways it was i don't know it's some it's, it's some rock and roll band uh anyhow um yeah, I mean so I bought his system and and heck I just there was a few words I changed, you know, how, you know, well, what did I say uh, uh so instead of his school, you know, I said Tristar Martial Arts or whatever. So, you know, I went out and I bought things that uh I specifically knew that I needed inside of my school to start, to to start systematizing those things. Now since then it's grown um you know, to be a whole bunch different, and the more information that I've learned, that I wanted wanted to implement into our school, and I've gone out to learn specific things uh, to implement when I when I felt a system needed to be, um, you know, taken care of. But that's the difference again between delegating and 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 uh, duplicating, because that that whole phone script and the whole the whole way that everything happens. Um, I do not, I have other people run it now, but it's only because. Um, I have duplicated myself, meaning that I trained them how to do it and how I, you know, how, how I do it and how I want them to do it. Um, I didn't just say, you know, here, answer the phone or here, here's a script, read it. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's delegating. The same thing, I think that was probably the biggest shift for me in the whole daily grind um, mentality was I needed to spend some good, hard time teaching my staff how I do things or how I want things done. And then um, not only did I teach them how to do that, I documented it so that, you know, and I've had help in the past in documenting things. So I don't want everybody to think you got to do it yourself. There's been times that, you know, I've, I've had a secretary or a program director, if you will, whatever. And as we would go through the training, I would have her document it. Right. Um, because if I left it up to myself to do, it was, it would, it's just not going to get done. Right. I don't like to do that. I hate to do that. I know it's necessary, but I don't like to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and one of my current program directors, we've gone through a lot of things when we went through this last change of a program director. Uh, she helped me uh, document a whole bunch of stuff prior to that. I had some things documented, um, but this, this last go around, uh, we went through and there's still some things we still need to do, but, had it not been, you know, for her. And of course, you know, she was, she, she was uh, going through it willingly and stuff. I, I gave her some money, you know, to, 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 to do it as well. But again, that's all done so that you can duplicate yourself, It's not so that you can delegate things out because, uh, and I hope the listeners understand. I mean, I keep using those words over and over again. Do you got a different way of explaining uh, the difference between duplication and delegation? Right. That, do you? Do I?
1: I mean, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. I mean, um, you know, and, and I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, I'm continuously, um, and, and by the way, I have all my systems in place documented in what we call a procedures manual. So, and, and I developed that so that I could progr- train program managers um, to be able to just slide into the chair. And learn the systems, and then I have a checks and balances where you know they they get the packet, which is the first step, covers you know one, two, three, and four of the main systems, and they have to sign that they got the package. Then they have to sign and say um, you know I you know I understand it, and then you know and then once they've learned it and they've done it, they sign off and say that they have they totally comprehend it, and um, you know to me even with that being done and said and people saying that they know it, I continuously will say, well, why didn't you hand them this? Why didn't you give them that? Oh, I didn't know. I have a program manager right now that I'm having a little bit of a situation with where she's like, oh, I never learned that. I'm like, but you have the manual. Well, so-and-so didn't teach it to me. Oh, okay, but I gave you the manual and you were supposed to read through the manual and you signed off on it and said you understood it all. So whose fault is it? Is it the trainers? Yeah, in my company, yeah, it's always, you know, my fault. It always, you know, rolls uphill. Um, you know, however, you know, but isn't it their responsibility as well that if they're signing off saying that they understand something in full, you know, how to fly a plane, that they know how to take off and land? They can <laughs> be like in the air go, oh, crap, I, I, I lied about the landing part. Anyone on the plane know how to land? I find that sometimes staff members and employees do that. Uh, there's, a little, there's a young kid, he's, I think his name is Caleb Manick. Um, I found his video on Facebook and he talks, he's really amazing. He does these in, you know, inspirational talks and he has this one thing where he says, uh, you don't deserve what you desire, you don't get what you wish for. And he talks about you only get what you work for, what you put the work into. And he puts it together, he's really motivational, at the end he says, You know, and he finishes up all the time with work your face off. You know, if you're going to do it, work your face off. You know, and that's how you're going to get results, by working your face off. So the other day, one of my buddies was texting me. He said, how was your weekend? I said, oh, I had a stressful weekend. And he said, yeah. And I said, it was about staff. And he says, oh, yeah. He says, the problem is that you teach them one thing on Monday. You know, they say they know it on Tuesday and Wednesday. By Thursday, they're back to have forgetting it. And not doing it. And then I said, yeah. I go, that is a problem. And he says, yeah, it's because they don't work their face off. And I'm like, (laughs) that's that's the damn truth. You know, it's like, and this is why I I had an argument. I don't want to get political. I'll just really quickly with someone online. And they were talking about how, you know, we should be in the 83% tax bracket. You know, we should give. The person who was on there talking about it was saying, you know, and, you know, if you're rich and you're wealthy, it's your obligation to give your money to everyone else. And I'm like, go! Oh, I want to choke! I literally wish I could choke this person because they have no idea how much you and I and all the other school owners are working day and night. You know, they have no idea, um, you know, how many days we don't sleep because of issues and you know what situations we have and the taxes we pay. Yet they just want to be able to reach into our pockets and say, okay, oh, there's a hundred in here. I deserve fifty, and you deserve fifty. And and I find that to be Interesting dynamic where we have this entitlement socialist kind of mindset where capitalists like you and I are bad. And even though you know, you and I donate to charities and donate donate to your church and you do all these wonderful things, how would someone be able to make judgment and owe me a portion of what you work hard for? It's shocking to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, so I, 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 I was going to add on is that, uh, you know, with you know, I guess kind of how I slowly, and I don't say it's a slow, it was a slow process, um, but how I slowly got out of that daily grind was, um, you know, beginning to work on my business rather than in my business. And there was times where, you know, I would put in, you know, 14-hour days, uh, 15, 16-hour days to work on the business, meaning, and and, and to work in the business at the same time. So I was still teaching all those classes, but then after everything was all said and done, I was staying up, you know, till midnight, one in the morning, what have you, to work on the processes because I knew that by working on the business, eventually it was going to help me step back and not have to put that many hours in there because these processes were going to um, be able to duplicate myself um, so that when, and I, when I had the staff, you know, when I finally trained the, uh, the instructors that I could pay them to be out on the floor, they'd be ready to go. And, and, and I always decided that, you know, if I could duplicate my instructors to be at least 80% as good as I thought that I was, that they would eventually, as long as they stay and stuck with it, uh, they would eventually make up that other 20% themselves. Right, right, right. And you know what, you know, when we look at statistics, and just
1: just to throw an addition onto that
0: sentence, when we look at
1: to be 80%, you know, we look at it from our bell curve of where we are at 100% and they're at 80, but quite frankly, 80 could be 120 to most other people, if that makes sense, right? Like, so some people look at our standards, as so high... And, you know, our – their 80% is probably, you know, well over – if we've trained them correctly and our company is as good as we believe it to be, our school is as good as as we believe it to be, um, their 80% is probably like 120%, you know, in in other places, you know. So the way we do things – you know, our standards sometimes, like in my school – and I look at myself compared to other businesses and I go like, wow, I've become kind of like a standard snob, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of like a stuck up snob when it comes to standards. Like I'm going like, I look at my daughter's dance studio through my glasses all the time. I'm like, wow, this place is disgusting. It's dirty. It's dusty. I can't vis- I can't see my daughter practice. There's no TV monitors. There's no place for me to sit and people are standing in my way. And wow, if they taught this way, they'd be able to, you know, and I start picking it apart because I have a different set of standards. Because of over the years of being a coach and a school owner and multiple businesses, I've learned so much. Similar to that, this is why I think Donald Trump is going to be, if he makes it, would be a great president because um, he knows so much that these other guys don't in order to get things done and how to accomplish things and how to bring people together. I'm not trying to be political, but I'm just saying, looking at a guy of his expertise, in all of the areas that he does to run this empire, he has so much knowledge that the typical average everyday person just doesn't have. Um, and again, I'm not being political. I'm just looking at him as a, a business owner and somebody with all these accomplishments and a worldwide organization. I mean, you learn and, you, and you, you, your mindset is different than the average person.
0: Right. No, I, I, I agree. I, I, I think that um, you know anybody that, Even I guess even like if you look at some of the other politicians that are running, I mean their mindset and the knowledge that they have within you know even how our government works is probably different than ours. If that makes sense, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Or or like a Tony Robbins,
1: you know, and you know, or like a Brian Tracer or a Zig Ziglar or a Warren Buffett. When when they're thinking, they're thinking at a totally different level than the average everyday person. Not because they're special. Well, they are special. Um, But not because they're special, but because they've worked at their craft so much that they become so good at it that they think at a different level. Like a brain surgeon, you know, you you, you put a mechanic in the same room as a brain surgeon and you say, hey, work out um, this problem. Uh, they probably will come at it from totally different angles. They may even come up with the solution together. Maybe the mechanic will come up with a better solution because it, it might, the, the problem might need a solution that's down, you know, to the basics and maybe the brain surgeon might not be able to figure it out because he's so used to working at a cerebral, intellectual level. So there are different levels of expertise and that's important for us as school owners to understand, like, where are we at? And hey, if you don't want to become this Amazing individual in everything. Recognize the fact, at least at minimum, that there are things that you shouldn't be even bothering with. Like I'm coaching a guy right now, and he, he you know, he's now we build his website. And he's, you know, he's telling me the other day. Oh, I went to a seminar and they started talking about colors. And are you sure our website should be red? And you because know, red, you know, it, it, it represents stop. And, and I'm like, dude, just stop. You're, you know, like I've thought about all this. I've studied all this. You're like five years to 10 years behind the curve on all of this. Don't, just because you had to won the one seminar, don't think that you found something that I haven't gone over yet. I've studied this, you know, that kind of thing.
0: Right. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I was just going to add on, um, uh, you know, some final thoughts with regards to the, uh, the daily grind is my daily grind now is different uh, than it was, you know, when I first started. And the, the gradual difference, obviously, I think is really rooted on the fact that, you know, I wanted to work in my business, or excuse me, on my business rather than in my business, um, which has afforded me that opportunity to have some, a lot more flexibility. But it's also given me the opportunity to, to make some of my staff's dreams come true about being able to teach, um, you know, for a profession as opposed to just a hobby and to be able to do it in the structure that, you know, I have so that they don't. You know feel like they have to go out and and take the risk and it not happen and you know because it is it's, it's a very I think it's a it's an easy yet very difficult business to be in uh which is the martial arts industry and um so I, I i just for the listeners I would say you know duplicate yourself you do have to delegate sometimes to get through things but as much as possible stay up late uh work out on how you can duplicate yourself in these different processes that are in your business so that you can enjoy your business even more than you ever probably maybe even thought possible. So I, I hope that kind of helps, you know, everybody out with uh, the daily grind. I will say that there are weekends and weeks and, and days that there, there still is a grind, um, but it's, it's not as, as um, gritty, if you will, as it was before. Um, and then there's some days that it really is. I mean, heck, I've gone with weeks that have been just so busy um, and, you know, so many other problems that have gone inside of it. But the, the nice thing is is it's not as frequent as it was before. And, I, and I, it's like what my, my mama always told me is uh, this too shall pass. And it does, but you also have to do something about it. So, you know, don't just stay in the blender and then jump back out and get back in the blender. When you're out of the blender – when you have the four or five hours at night when you're not, you know, doing anything besides eating and, and trying to, you know, calm down before, before bed, uh, maybe you utilize that time to work on your business. Or you can do it, obviously, like I did some of the other times, too. After I got done with my kickboxing class at, let's say, Monday morning and it ended at 10, 15 in the afternoon, you know, I spent about an hour working on the business, went and ate lunch. Um, and then after lunch worked about another hour, and then, heck, I'd take an hour nap so that I can make it through the night and and then start working on the business after all the classes were done. So I hope that helps everybody out. And, um, uh, Allie, any final words yourself?
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, everything you said is absolutely 100% true. And the one thing that I would add on to is seek out, you know, some sort of mentor or motivator, somebody that could be that person for you. And it doesn't even have to be in your business. It could just be another individual who happens to be successful um, in in their business. And then you could take – And in fact, some of those times they're really good because when you don't think in the box and you think out of the box, you're learning from people who see it from a different paradigm – um, they could open your eyes a little bit sooner and say, hey, this just makes no sense from my point of view. Why, why do you do it? And um, But other than that, yeah, guys, I mean, check out, you know, all the different calls we've done. There's so many – little tidbits of gold nuggets and jewels in these calls and please jump on it and take a look at it and listen to it and, and hopefully expand your horizons and Dwayne and I here are here for you for any questions you have. If you want us to, um, you know, you want to submit questions, you know, we're here for you. So I hope you enjoyed the call and the last few weeks on this one topic. And, uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon.
0: Yeah. I just want to remind everybody that you can go to school or to, uh, uh, subscribe on iTunes and or an Android device. And uh, if you click on the, sub, the contact us uh, at, at the very top of the menu, there's, um, you know, you can submit any questions that you have. And, and, and if it's a topic that uh, there's enough people that are looking for it, then we'll, we'll put it into and uh, make it its own call. So everybody have a great day. Ali, again, thank you, sir. Okay, Jane, talk to you soon. Take care, everybody.